It's time for the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. What's going on? Dennis Farrell here. Here in a second, we are going to replay a Q&A PD and myself did on Twitter a few nights ago. It was him and I, some beers at his mansion, which was nice. I got to see the butler again, who makes even more money than I do at this point in my life. So that's I've got that going for me, I guess. I just want to say thank you to everybody who came out and participated in it. We'll be doing a Facebook one soon. Uh, I really appreciate, like I said, it, it, it blew our minds at how many people came out and was part of it. I do want to say, if you listen to podcasts on iTunes, uh, please subscribe to it, uh, rate five stars, leave a comment. We will read comments. We love getting the comments. Uh, if you don't get your podcasts on iTunes, uh, head over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. There are links to other avenues where you can listen to the podcast and subscribe. We won't grow if you don't go out and tell your friends. And hopefully that's what you guys are doing. You know, Let your friends know, hey, we got this great show I listen to with uh, Impact Wrestling's P.D. Williams on the same feed as you know, James Ellsworth and his podcast, The Dugcast. So you get two weekly podcasts from two current wrestlers. At the top of the industry for free on one feed. I don't know where else you can get that at, but here is the place you can. So, and hopefully you will take, you know, take some time to tell your friends. Uh, also, I just want to remind you guys we have a twenty four seven call in line for both podcasts. That number is two three one nine three zero. 2053. If you call, leave your name, where you're calling from, and what show you want to talk to, whether James Ellsworth or PD Williams, and then leave a question, a comment. Uh, if you want us to talk about something, you can ask something. We will talk off of whatever comments you have, too. So it's another way for us to be more fan interactive. We have some autographed pictures we still need to give away. And I still need to send some out. I apologize. It's my fault. I am horrible at that. We have a James Ellsworth autographed battle pack figure with Carmella. Um, we'll be giving those away. All you have to do is follow myself, Dennis77Farrell, the Dugcast, or just at Dugcast, and Real Ellsworth. And we'll give you more details that way. Thank you guys, and uh, enjoy, enjoy the podcast. They won't hear us through the mics, so... Oh, okay. But we're, you know, feel free to post questions for us. PD's about to tweet it. When you tweet it out, put a little comment like, hey, doing a live Q&A, come be part of it. Doing a live Q&A. Retweet with a comment. Retweet with comment. Yeah. Let's see. And we'll post this here. Uh, Q. I've got the janky microphone. PD's all professional over there. Get my, uh, your, your, that's your get, good side. Yeah, well, no, just get my butler to get, uh, yeah, get the palatial estates of Petey Williams. Let's see here, go live. Wow, okay, there. So, uh, Put this down, 
hide this? I, you know, there's something wrong with mine. It's empty. It's empty. Now we gotta ask Jeeves. Yeah, well, one of us is gonna have to go up there and get one. It might have to be me because it's not Q and A with Dennis Farrell. What's going on there, Chris? How's she going, eh? Yep, we're just gonna hang out. We're looking through uh, to to be dorky here. We're looking through old magazines that P.D. Williams has been featured in. Are you in the same magazine as Hulk Hogan and his, his I, wife? I, I don't know. So when I, Is that his wife or daughter? <laughs> it's his daughter. It's Brooke. Um, you should show it so the people when, can see when, it. When I used to go to Japan, when you go over there, uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember if it was fans or other reporters. By the way, Sean Rossap from Fightful, yep. who's good friend of ours. I've been working hard to get him James Ellsworth interview. Like, even gave him James Ellsworth's phone number. Hey, you can only do so much. Man. James Ellsworth has been ducking him. He wants to know, will P.D. Williams do his podcast? And I'm saying yes. Yeah. And you won't duck him. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. So, Sean, you, you got P.D. anytime. I mean, heck, you could do the interview now with P.D. Yeah. We're not doing anything <laughs> important. Um, where, where are we? Oh, so this is back old TNA days. Uh, you I'm, might want to talk into the mic. Sorry, too. I'm, I'm looking at it. Um, this was, you know, back in the day. There's a picture of Team Canada. So, you know, like media people Who's or that? whatever the case may be. Come on now. I can't see. I'm from oh, behind. Sorry. Jeff Hardy. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so that was a joke. Um, yeah, so they would give us magazines and stuff. So I would, you know, collect them and put them. And I don't know even if I'm in all or any of them. I know a few I just go through really quick um but you know it's just nice to keep and then we found all i found like what six of the same one down here yeah show them the fan art too that's oh, kind of fan art. Uh, well why don't we hand these out give this one to you one to the computer and one to us. yeah this this was the first ever uh like wrestling promotion i worked for in japan um joey Le joey legend was like the liaison over there and this was one of our... No, this isn't it. This is Big Mouth. So this Big Mouth one, um, this picture was from when I used to work for WrestleAid Project. Awesome picture right there. All right. So you can see AJ. I wrestled AJ that day. But it's me with a sword. Is that... It was the sword in lieu of a belt? No. So you had a belt as well. So for whatever reason, uh, WrestleAid Project, they were like, hey... You're the Excalibur champion, and then Joey Legend's the King Caliber champion, and then he would, he had a bigger sword, whatever the case may be. The uh, company didn't last for long, so that's what the picture's from, but Big Mouth was... Well, when you have a sword in your pictures, you aren't bound to last long. Yeah, I, somebody's going to die, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Did you stab anybody with your sword? No, I thought about it. I'm like, should we do a spot with the sword? <laughs> I'm like, it only makes sense. I come to the ring with the sword, then I'm going to put it down to him. This fight with somebody and wrestle? I mean, that doesn't make sense. At least hit them with the butt of your sword. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with Big Mouth Wrestling, that was like, I was at Corkin Hall in Japan, and uh, it, it was a combination of a bunch of groups. And I want to say they had, like, maybe some shoot fighting involved as well and all that kind of stuff. So I only did it once, and uh, I had a good time. Yeah. What's that? And saw work what, What's that say? He saw, he saw you work PD a few times. Oh, okay. This was the fan art that was uh, stuck, in, stuck one in one of the magazines. Pretty good. Where's your there? abs at? Um, where's You look punchy 
and fat in that fan. I don't makeup. even have any cheekbones, or I don't even know if I have any. Eye- oh, I do have eyebrows. You look um, pale. Yeah. You're like James Ellsworth white in that picture. My knees don't even make sense. Look at my knees and the knee pad covers. Uh, here's an interesting question. What's that? With uh, WWE going to Fox soon, would it be possible for it to see impact on USA? I'm going to say no because Raw will still be on USA, right? And, uh, and Raw will probably blo- – WWE will probably block any attempts for Impact or any other wrestling to be on any network they're associated with. So whatever Fox owns, you're not going to see the, any other wrestling on that. Yeah, because in all their sister sites and all that, I know – isn't USA a sister site of – I don't I don't know the networks or anything, but I would probably say that's very – Doubtful, unless you know. I mean, we were on Spike at one point. WWE was on Spike at one point, and WWE left Spike, mm-hmm. broke the tie. So then we were able to be on Spike. Um, they wouldn't have two of the same. No, you know, it's not like we're in competition with them, but it's two uh, of well, the same product on there. Will Impact be coming to Chicago soon? You're going to Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You're going to Toronto again. Yeah, we got Toronto. Vegas. I don't know if it's Toronto, Windsor. Well, they just announced Nashville. Will Impact be doing any shows during WrestleMania weekend? I mean, ring they of did. Up. They did last year, Are so they you, did uh, some Twitch stuff. So I would assume they're going to do it again. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense. I mean. Uh, all the wrestling fans are there one time. So I mean, are they going to be going to Chicago? That depends. I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's going to be an upcoming pay per view going there, but. We'll always do uh, Twitch shows affiliated with another wrestling organization. So if there's another wrestling organization in Chicago that we could possibly do something with. As you call them, feeder shows. Um, Is that what they're, they're, that's what the industry calls those small shows during WrestleMania weekend. Oh, those ones? Uh, yeah, where's WrestleMania? Uh, New York. New York. Um, Way to stay just connected. In New York. I know. Uh yeah, I mean, obviously, there's probably going to be a bunch in and around there. I mean, New York, there's shows every single weekend, multiple shows in New York um, every single weekend. Um, look at this, mm-hmm. and I found, uh, oh, this is interesting. Look at this. Look at this. So this is ECWA Super 8 um, Flyer, ninth annual uh, Super 8 tournament. Uh, but it also shows the list of the previous winners of Super 8. Ooh, read off some of these. Yeah, yeah. So let me... Wait, you were in a Super 8 tournament? Yeah. Where, how'd you do? I, I won that one. It came down to me and uh, you know him now as TJ Perkins in okay. WWE. He rest, used to wrestle as Puma. Wait, you? so you were a former Super 8 champion? Uh, winner. So the first ever tournament, it looked like Ace Darling won, but like guys like Billy Kidman were in there. Um, Simon Diamond. Yep. Uh, and the second one, Simon Diamond won it. If we don't answer your questions, by the way, feel free to re-ask them. Sometimes we may be looking away or whatnot. Um, second one in 98, Simon Diamond won it. Scotty Tuhati was in it. Crowbar. Um, Reckless Youth. Uh, I know Alex Shelley always used to talk about how much he loved Reckless Youth. Um, third one was uh, Steve Bradley, but Matt and Jeff Hardy were in it. Chris Daniels. Um, Christian York. Mike Quackenbush. Yeah, Michael Quackbush on the second one. The fourth one, Chris Daniels won it. Uh, Chad Collier was in there. Were you only in one? Yes. Shark Boy, Trent Acid. Uh, the fifth one, Loki won it, but American Dragon, who is uh, uh, Daniel Bryan now. Uh, Spanky, who's Brian Kendrick. Someone wants to know what's the next Canadian talent coming out of ta- Canada that no one knows about. 
that nobody knows about? That's a good question. Well, that's probably why you asked it. Yeah. Then I wouldn't know about this person either then, right? Oh, stop it. You know all you Canadians have everybody's phone number and know everything about wrestling. Um, you know, one guy to keep your eye on. Uh, most people probably know about him, but he's never made it, you know, to that, uh, I don't know, featured level yet, I guess you can say, but he's really good, is uh, Josh Alexander. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh, he, he's a good one to watch for, I would say. How about Marcus Burke? Burke? Someone threw that out there. I wish I could take credit for it. Yeah, I'm trying to put a name to the face. I'm kind of out of the loop with all the stuff that's going on. I do very limited independent shows now. So Yeah, I so mean, now that you don't have to. Now that you're back on TV, I mean, you're too good for the indie no, circuit. that's all right. Look at, okay. This, this, is, <laughs> this is probably one of the best Super 8s right here. Just going back to this. The sixth one. Donovan Morgan won, but you had Jamie Noble in there. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, Amazing Red, Matt Stryker. Uh, Pepper, Pepper Parks, Park. who's uh, uh, Braxton Sutter and, and was Impact. yep Xavier. I mean that's that's a stacked one. Right who's there. Xavier? Just Xavier. No, uh, Xavier. who was just Red? Is that Amazing Red? Yeah, that's Amazing Red. Who was Donovan Morgan? Uh, I just maybe because um, I'm ignorant. No, I mean he he was he was a like kind of a an indie star an indie star back you mm-hmm. know at that time in the early two thousands and stuff. Um, the seventh one. Paul Lennon Spanky was in it. Uh, Saving was in that one. Uh, Frank Kazarian was in that one. Uh, and then the one prior to mine was... Xavier was the first Ring of Honor champion. Yes, that's that's correct as well. Thank you, whoever. Yep. Look at that. We have our own... Uh, we, we have a research. Yeah, we have a research team on staff. Um, and then the eighth one was Chris Daniels won it, but then Austin Aries in there, John Walters, Rocky Romero, uh, Psychosis, Sean Davari, Ricky Reyes. So, I mean... A lot of people, as you could see, went on to be... You Do know, you remember uh, Black Nature Boy, Scott... Scott Scoot An- Andrews? Yeah. Yeah, who's Scoot Andrews? Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, where did... Where Where would I... But yes, I know Scoot Andrews. Do you, um, do you I, know personally? Yeah. Well, I mean, not like you and I, personally. Well, that would be personally. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I want to say maybe California. I can't I really can't remember. Let's hey, let's look at some of these other magazines you have. You so, have old WWF. He's a Florida guy. Magazines. I mean, old school ones. Yeah. So back when I was so look at this, nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. You could take that. That's what twenty eight years ago. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm just like. A, what, a kid at that point, uh, right. like under 10 years old. You were a little Canadian destroyer. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was, just before we went on, I'm looking through this, I'm like, what is this over here? And, like, some of these interviews, it's just, like, so ridiculous. There's really no substance in any of this. It's kind of just, like, highlighting wrestlers. Look at trivia. Let's do the trivia. All right. So, tag... Trivia time, people. All right, let's do a tag team. Or This is from 1990, remember? 1990. Who was the subject of the recent... Oh, see, this wouldn't make sense because they're asking about a recent magazine. So let's skip that one. Um, For how many seconds are tag team partners allowed to be together in the ring? Ooh. You don't see that nowadays. How many seconds are tag team partners allowed to be in the ring at the same time? Yeah. I'm going to say seven. No, no, that's that's incorrect. 
with having a stronghold in Canada, would it be possible to have a Canadian tournament? And we have a guest in the in the chat room. Five. Yeah, it's five seconds. You five know, seconds. I always do the count of five again. Okay. Nowadays, though, usually after the hot tag, it's like the ref's like, "Get out of the ring! Get out of the ring!" And he's trying to count, and then it's just all. Yeah, uh, it doesn't even make sense now. Or if you watch like an OVE match, it's just there's it's lucha rules. There's no tags whatsoever. What's um, the uh, next question? Let's see. Um, we could go through all these and do all the questions. <laughs> let's see. I'll just pick a random one here. Oh, here, here's an easy one. Jake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Hails from Stone Blank, Georgia. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Stone Mountain. Yep. It's the same as uh, Apollo Crews, who's being built from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Stone, Stone Mountain, Georgia. Here's yep. one. What Texas town does the Widowmaker call home? Remember the Widowmaker? Barry Windham. That Barry Windham, the Widowmaker, Barry Windham. Um, uh, what Texas town? Um, yeah. I don't know. Says here, Sweetwater. I wouldn't have got that. I one. okay, Sweetwater, yeah. Texas. Yeah, Barry Windham, Texas. folks. Um, we'll do one more. Let's really? See. Well, we got so uh, many... on this book. We got like look look at that stack of books down there. Well, you can't see them. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see here. Someone wants to know the most used wrestling finishers. Yours, the Canadian Destroyer, or the Codebreaker? Um, I may go Codebreaker on this one because even yeah. you steal the Codebreaker. So that's a big correction. And if you do your research, and people can it's, do their research. It's the second podcast in a row. I yeah, guess, okay, yeah. So I was doing my slingshot lung blower um, way before Jericho was doing He When he came back and started doing the Codebreaker. FYI, no big deal. Wow. But that that match, or that match, uh, that move was being used, um, like, before I even ever made it to TV or anything like that. I was doing a lung lung blower. I actually used to take, how I first started doing it, take the guy's wrists and pull them down that way. Yeah. And then then it was like, okay, back of the head. Then it turned into, like, it evolved into the slingshot over lung blower. Um, And then... Jericho came in and started doing it, and then Codebreaker. Now everybody calls it a Codebreaker, and even when like Don Callis calls my matches, says, "Oh, there's Petey William with the slingshot lung or Codebreaker," and I'm like, "Well, sure, whatever." Petey, here's a good question: With all the stuff going on about the WWE and Crown Jewel, if you were on the WWE roster, would you go? Um. Hmm. I feel like you would go because yeah. you're a, a good soldier, and or and I don't mean like fighting, but you're a you're a company guy. Yeah. If the company says, "PD, we need you to go," I understand things are not perfect. I think you would still go. Yeah, probably. You know, I look at like the the safety of mm-hmm. the the people and stuff. And you, you you hear and here's the thing with news: you hear stuff that's going on, and. You, you and I know because we see wrestling news reported and sometimes yep. it's worse than it really is or it's it's not as bad as what people seem. So I'm like, how bad is it really? Sometimes they embellish stuff on the news. Who knows, right? Right. So go over there, check it out for yourself. And then um, I'm I'm the multi-million dollar company like, you know, like WWE, they're going to be taking extra precautionary measures to make sure that their investments, like the wrestlers, of are safe. So what do you um, got there? Uh, another, hey, what's so, coming soon to the WWE on the back end? Oh, <laughs> what? You, would that be on the last page? Like, hey, get ready for the next... Uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't even know. U-points. They have a crossword puzzle as well. 
Look at don't wrestle with your gift ideas this Christmas. Hulk Hogan popcorn. Yeah. Oh wow. All right, let's go to the quizzes. All right. This is by the way, this is what PD and I do when we're not recording. We just sit around and we're like ultra wrestling nerds together. Uh my best friend's better than yours. I don't even think you could say this anymore. What? Uh, you can't, but we got to... These are okay, so quizzes this is, this in the is, time. 91. Is it 91? Yeah. November of 1991. Oh. So it says... I guess you could say this. What foreign country imports the greatest amount of copies of WWF magazine? What What foreign country? Foreign country. So not the United States. because Canada. Is, uh, incorrect. Really? Yeah. Who would it be? Great Britain. I can see that. Yeah. Greg Valentine was recently pictured... In WWF a magazine, draped in lays. Where was he? <laughs> lays? No, not lays. Uh, I don't know where he was. Hawaii. Okay. Um, oh, oh, okay. Um, what city hosted two WrestleManias and was also the site of the first WBF championship? Got, uh, it's either Las Vegas or Madison, Madison Square Garden. I thought you were going to say the other one. Um, Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Yeah. That um, was close. Let's see. Where right we in going? the middle. Oh, here we go. This is See, this is when they're trying to sell T-shirts right now. Oh, stuff oh, like that. The, all, right. all right. So the, the title is WWE stuff. Or WWF stuff. Thanks. Um, whose WWF T-shirts read, What a Rush? Uh, I would say the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Um, I was yawning, by the way. Oh, this is an interesting one. I don't, I don't know the answer to this. Um, what dermatologist-tested item is now advertised in the WWF's merchandise catalog? <laughs> Head and shoulders? No, dermatologist. That'd be a face thing. So um says here, WWF makeup kit. I wonder wow. if it's like for Ultimate Warrior and like Legion of Doom. Oh and stuff. my like, gosh, I wonder. Hold on. Let's go to the... Let's go to the... Yeah. Let's go to the... Uh, I want to get an old WWF catalog. Do you remember those? They were like this thick. I, the only catalogs I've seen is like, hey, this is the catalog, the merchandise catalog. Fall, winter, you know, you have all obviously two right. page posts of Hulk Hogan, and you have a half page of. Dude, I remember, uh, I had a buddy. Can you show them the foam uh, Road Warriors? Oh yes. yeah, I, yeah. I got a buddy that still has this too. Yeah, the shoulder look, pads. The, I had a friend that had the foam shoulder pads, and I was so jealous. But he only had one. How oh, much so were they? Can, Oh, back then? Back then. And it seems pricey for back then. Seventeen ninety five. I would have paid it. Well, you have to remember. Um, Guess how much this magazine was? Uh, three nine nine. No, you're over. Oh, wow. Two? Two fifty. Two fifty. American, and I paid three twenty five Canadian for it. Uh, you know, I remember going through, and we were not a, a rich family. So I couldn't afford a lot of the stuff coming out of these magazines. Yeah, but I would cut all the pictures of the stuff and just hang on to, like, the little posters. Like, it, it, Yeah, it, you made your own mini poster, yeah. right? Remember these belts? I do. Man, I had one of them. Did I, you I really? Yeah. How much were those foam belts? Let's see. The foam belts were, you know, and that surprised me. Thirteen ninety five. That's. I thought cheap. they were, like, 30 bucks in my revisionist in mind. I think it'd probably be 30 bucks. Yeah. Like... Um, and what is this? WWF. Oh, here's the makeup kit. Found it. Did you? Yeah. And it's, yep. Guess who's on there? Ultimate Warrior and the Legion of Doom. Oh, nice. Four ninety five. See, once again, seems very reasonable now that I'm looking back at it. 
Man, six tubes of hypoallergenic liquid makeup. Stencils and all the tools to create exciting face designs. Man. Is that a fanny pack uh, right there? The championship belt fanny yeah. pack? Yeah. See, they had those back then. That's only seven ninety five. Guess how much these wrestling buddies were? Uh, boy, I were nineteen. Twenty four ninety five. Wow, that seems kind of expensive. Uh, thank you, by the way, to everybody joining us. Uh, if we're actually doing a live podcast, this will be podcast should be up hopefully by Sunday night. If this sounds good, we don't even know. It's, yeah. it, we're not talking. We're just hanging out. Uh, you know, Petey had some free time. He's like, hey. Do you want to come over to my mansion? I was like, absolutely. Whoa, what is that? That's uh, a snake's mouth. But yeah, oh, that was the, and, yeah, the oh, show them, show the fans. Oh, if you're listening on the podcast, I apologize. A match made in heaven turned into a venom snake. That's a snake's oh, mouth, a, right? Remember that back at uh, that was a SummerSlam one year. Man, that's old school. But you could you could tell it by the Hollis merchandise. Like WWF at the time was so kid oriented like oh, that's yeah. um, unbelievable and that's that's and i think part of me wants them to go back to that because think about it why, why did we start watching wrestling it was kid friendly it was a kid friendly yeah and then, then we grew up and then it seems like their company and their product evolved with us and they knew that and mm. now you know if they go back to kids and stuff guys like us are gonna be like eh, that's kind of but the kids would love but it the kids will love it and that brings a new generation in. So someone asked, how did we get hooked up in podcasting? And I, I think we've kind of told the story, but I'm yeah. going to tell it a little bit, a, a different layer. We had a mutual friend in ours named Adam. And Adam, did Adam worked out with you, right? Yes. All right. So he was a, so I used to, I was a nerd, like a hardcore nerd. And him and I would, me and my buddy Adam would nerd out. And I was a wrestling guy. I don't think Adam was a huge wrestling guy. No. But he comes up to me and says, hey, do you know who P.D. Williams is? I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of familiar with him. I didn't watch a lot of Impact. That was kind of the period I was out of wrestling. He's like, well, I'm friends with him. Would you like to meet him? So we go out and hang out. And you and I, we hung out a few times. Yeah. And I don't know. I wasn't a big P.D. Williams fan because you were a different person back there. And I don't know if you liked me very much. But we went out once or twice, and it was like, okay. And then we went a couple years without talking. Uh, yeah, and I Adam moved out. Like, yeah, Adam he was kind of like our, our mutual friend. He moved out of state, and then it was kind of like. Okay. Did, did I text you or did you text me? Uh, you probably texted. Oh, that that one time I said, "Hey, I think the one t the first time we kind of hung out without mm -hmm. Adam, I was like, hey, you know, you, you have a daughter that's my daughter's age. Yep, I, I have a birthday party coming up. Do you want to?'" You want I, to come? I did. Yeah. And then you came. I did. I had a fun. That, that was a fun time. And then, I enjoyed uh, hanging out with your kid more than you. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then I think from there, we kind of lost touch. We lost touch. And, and then, then a year and a half now, about a year and a half, I don't remember if you asked me to go text me and like I got an extra ticket to a wrestling show or if I text you just to see what you were doing. But one of us reached out, and it turned into, well, the WWE's yeah. coming to town. Yeah. Do you want to go to Raw? I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm too cheap. No thanks. You're like, they're free tickets. I'm like, all right, I'll yeah, be there. Yeah. You twisted my arm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all about the free. So you come up to my former work. We hang out for a little bit, have some beers. We go to the show. 
And I think at that point I said, let's do a wrestling podcast. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm not interested. You're, you're retired at this point. You have no ambitions of coming back. So I'm like, all right. I, and I think for like a month straight, about once a week, I would text you like, dude, you really need to do this podcasting with me. And you were like, no, no, no. Then we go to a wrestling, a second show, right? So we went to, yeah, yeah, that was the last uh, one at the Joe, right? Right. And then you kind of came around at that point, like, all right, I'll do one or two. And if I don't like it, I'm out. But if I like it, I'll keep doing it. I think after the first one we did it, because the, the Joe didn't shut down until uh, six months late. We were already doing the podcast for about six months, I want to okay. say. Yeah. So, but you were you were very hesitant and, was, yes. and didn't want to do it. That is correct. And that's kind of how it really got started. And, and now I think you love it as much as I do. Yeah. I mean, I have a good look at it. I'm re, like, think about it. I bought this magazine when I was like nine. Which, which magazine? No uh, one can see it. At least people on the feed. The uh, Texas Tornado. Tornado. Yeah, December 1990. So I bought this magazine when I was nine years old. And, well, I didn't buy it. My dad used to buy Your daughter's uh, age for now. Yeah. And I used to, uh, my dad used to buy them for me, obviously. I had that one. Survivor Series was one of my all-time favorite papers. Oh, yeah. Games. And they have a checklist on here. A checklist. Uh, oh, here we go. You remember this? Okay. Who rushed to Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hulk's side and threw his jacket over him? After he was attacked by Earthquake on the Brother Love show. I don't know. Uh, Vince McMahon. Wow. The prior, like, you know, before Vince McMahon was Vince McMahon. Do you think uh, the Von, Kerry Von Erich could have been a heavyweight champion if given the chance? I don't. Mm, you know. I think he was a limited, skilled character. And the Intercontinental Champion was probably perfect for him. You know what he reminded me of when I now when I'm nine years old and I see this guy for the first time, Who? Ultimate Warriors all the way around, like already around, right? And then I see this guy, kind of the same hairdo, has a similar build to Ultimate Five O'clock Shadow. Yeah, like everything looks the same, minus like you know the face paint. I'm like, this guy kind of looks like an Ultimate Warrior ripoff. Okay, so I can see like, yeah, okay, you know he has intercontinental potential, and you know he wasn't around for long enough to, you know, make it up to that. Right. heavyweight status like but uh, possibly i mean he he was very good in the ring um and in the 80s he, i mean he didn't have to be that good he just had to have the charisma back then so let me tell you a funny story about the earthquake thing the hulk hogan earthquake i remember watching it as it aired on tv it wasn't live it was pre-recorded but it was on tv live to us are you talking about when he squished him yes like like did the squish three or four times right so i think they were talking about the brother love show i don't anyway so let's not get into this but anyways go ahead the, the squish thing right that, but it was on regular tv i don't know if it was being interfered in a match or what mm -hmm. but he squished him three times and at the closing of the show and i remember this to this day this is this is my grown-up moment. And they they pan to a nicely folded Hulk Hogan Rules t-shirt. And they had the red bandana and a locker. And they're like, we don't know if Hulk will ever wrestle again. The prognosis doesn't look good. And they're panning out, right? I'm a little Hulkster. I'm, I'm, I'm crying. I am. I am. I legitimately am crying. And my dad looked at me and said, hey, dumbass, wrestling is fake. And that was the moment for yeah. me. And 
It, I, it still resonates to me this day because I was like, what? He's like, my dad's like, yeah, Hulk Hogan will be back in like a month. Yeah. Um, and he was, I think he maybe yeah. went off probably to film like, I don't know, No Holds Barred or something like that. I think he took a vacation from what I remember hearing, you know, in the dirt sheets. But I, that was the Hulk, oh yes, Hulk rules, hey, you're pointing to it. Yeah, but do you see who that is? The painter's cap. Oh, is that a very, can you yeah. show it? This is the issue, January 1990 issue. And you got the Hulk Hogan hat being worn by Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon. I have no idea how old she is there, but probably very, very young. Yep. Um, but there it is. So Vince even used like, hey, you got to do, uh, you got to wear this hat. I'm not paying you. That's right. <laughs> we have nobody to model this hat. Go ahead and do it. Hulk so, won't do it. Yeah. Um, and we need a kid. Wow. And they have a little baby in there. Look at that. That's crazy. Look at it. And there's Shane McMahon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? No. He used all his kids for that. Yeah, I, I'm oh, wondering. Hogan must pose. Here's the, uh, so uh, pre-internet and all that stuff, you had to order, like, you know, fill it out and mail it in and stuff. I wonder what would happen if I mailed it, like, filled out a bunch of stuff, oh, mailed it Oh, my gosh. Just, uh, just for fun. I mean, uh... I think you should. You have to put your visa number down. <laughs> Wait, check or money order, visa, no MasterCard. Oh, yeah, MasterCard. I don't even, wow. Signature. Um, and what else? You got to add up, like, your own shipping and handling and stuff. Wow. WWF Merchandise Department, Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, I... We should fill one out and send it in. That's what dude, we should do. Dude, the, the internet's telling you to do it. When the internet says to do something, you should do it. The internet's never wrong. <laughs> That's what they say do it? Yeah. All right. I wonder where it would go if they would look at this and say, we don't have this. Because look at the order numbers. It'd be the if best, like, this, 20 bucks you ever spent. <laughs> yeah. If I wanted this Brutus the Barber beefcake towel, you know, you got to write down, like, 50-00114. I mean, they would probably <laughs> look at this and be like, what is this? I bet you they they get them still. I, I guarantee you. Do you? Are like, yeah, I think it's funny, and let's let's send it in for a joke. And they probably just throw it away. They don't got time. They're they're getting paid. They're like they they. It'd probably be funnier to us doing it than when it, they receive it. They're just gonna be like, oh, one of these again, mm -hmm. and toss it out. What Here's, else we got? This is another one. I'm just hand. We have a stack. We're gonna go through all of them. So you look at some of the worst. SummerSlam main event pay-per-views of all time. I'm thinking of the August 27th, 1990 SummerSlam. What's the card on it? Look at look, it's a double it's a double main event. Um you got Hulk Hogan with the tugboat. The tugboat. Tag team match against Earthquake with Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Okay. Then you have at the time, WWE champion, WWF champion was Ultimate Warrior against Ravishing Rick Rude. And then here's the undercard. Uh, Intercontinental title match, Mr. Perfect versus Brutus Barber Beefcake. And then tag title match, you had Demolition versus the Hart Foundation. Love Demolition. Yeah. Love both those teams. I mean, that was probably one of the better matches on the show, probably. Um, but lo look at that. Like, just... I don't know. I don't find it as a, as a big... Well, well, well. 
the history. There he is. There's your, is your, your childhood memory right there? Oh, God. Is that, is that all your dreams? Oh, okay. Hulk's future in doubt. They had you. That's it. Line and sinker. I'm not lying to you. I remember it to this day. Like, that is one of my my fond memories. It's, you know, Hogan, uh, 9-11. I mean, yeah, I remember that all. You're putting Hogan getting squashed by Earthquake right up there with 9-11. For my memories yeah, growing up. Yeah, 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 I do. That was my 9-11. Demolition was a ripoff. It was. Look, it was absolutely a ripoff, but I still loved it. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, I can, like, rip off stuff. Yeah? Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, everything in wrestling is a ripoff of something. Absolutely. All right, let's see. What's, uh, what do we got here? Oh, here we go. The history of WrestleMania. WrestleMania is one through five, so that's why it's only this <laughs> thick. <laughs> yeah. If we're not, I don't even know what WrestleMania you're on now. 33-ish? Yeah, 35. 34. 34. 35 coming up. Yeah. 35 coming up. Um... Man, it has the whole history, all five, a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> can you, you know what? Can you tell me any match? Let's see. And WrestleMania one. Uh, WrestleMania one? one. The first WrestleMania. Let's see. Let me see if I can. Was get it card? Was it uh, Hogan and Orndorff? So it was. Let's see what they got here. No, because it was actually a tag match. Oh, was it Piper and Orndorff versus Hogan and? Mr. T. Mr. T. I knew and I knew it was something along the Special guest referee. Muhammad Ali. Um hey uh, being involved with Impact, do you watch WWE on a semi regular basis? I I kinda don't. It, it seems like I watch and I, I've answered this before. I watch more wrestling when I'm not actually wrestling or in the wrestling. You, you watch the highlights. Uh you know and You'll I go even, on YouTube and So this is what I found. I said I'm wrestling again, I gotta at least watch the highlights. And I kind of, like, don't even watch the highlights. I'll, like, try to read up on it or I'll have uh, Dennis give me the synopsis of it on the phone. Yep. And uh, I'm We like, still talk on the phone, by the way. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, Andre the Giant versus Big John Stud. Battle of Giants right here. WrestleMania. Right. Point, right. Tito Santana versus The Executioner. The Executioner. You had uh, King Kong Bundy versus Special Delivery Jones. Greg the Hammer Valentine versus... The Junkyard Dog. Um, Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo versus uh, Nikolai Volkov, Iron Sheik. Matt Bourne versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Wendy Richter versus uh, Lilani Kai. And that was it. That was your WrestleMania 1. I mean... The Rockers. What year is that there? <laughs> you still talk on the phone. You probably still use a huge phone book. Yes, I do. Yeah, I have the phone book right here, guys. Yeah. No, I don't. Come on. I do. I'm old. A phone book. I I, I, I use a phone book. I still play my Nintendo 64. Hey, look at this. I like when they have pictures like this. Doesn't it look like... So that's page 20. That's page 38. Looks like he's grabbing him through here, but it's probably two different pictures. Uh, maybe it is. Anyways. Um, what we got with the rocker? This is an older one. August... What year? 19, August 1989. Wow. He had interviewed. I wonder what happened, what's going on in August of 89. Ooh, this is the main event it looks like for SummerSlam. Oh, Jesus. Right here. Now, this looks like a little bit better than the other one because you got uh, Macho Man in there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's a workhorse. 
Um, him and Zeus versus Hulk Hogan. And Brutus the and Barber. Brutus the Barber. Man. If you have an untimely death, will you make sure I get all this stuff? Oh, like in, like in my will? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, just ask my wife. She's not going to want this uh, stuff. <laughs> she's not. She's going to be like, what? what is this? Yeah, Dennis, you can take Jody it. Jody says hi. Hi, Jody. Um, let's go. What, what we got under here? June of 89. The Barbarian. This is the cover for June of 1989. Mm -mm -mm. What's uh, what's going on with this? What what are they trying to promote here? Looks like uh, probably the results. Uh, who knows? Of WrestleMania five. This I was at this one right here. I think this is the program from it. 1993, uh, August 30th. Um, the Palace of Auburn Hills in Michigan. Mm -hmm. It was SummerSlam where you had Lex Luger. He was getting the big push at the time against Yokozuna, who was heavyweight champion. Lex Express. Yep. And then it ended in a countout. I remember that. Okay. Uh, Lex Luger had the bionic, the, the metal plate in his arm. And right. Hit him, and then he went outside, and it was a countout. And then they started playing his music, and balloons dropped from the ceiling, and everybody's like, yay, he won. But I was like, is the countout. He doesn't have the belt. But okay, they could they fooled everybody. Yeah, they're like uh, we know this, and you never want to end a pay per view like that. I mean, you never want to end a pay per view on the count out, and who knows why they? Oh my goodness, look at the one two three kids hung. Wow, look at that right there. Awesome, great. That almost looks like Brock Lesnar, mm. Ludwig Borga. Hey, if anybody at, knows Sean Waldman, what Steiner? Yeah, <laughs> Jim Cornette. Steiner at the bottom there. Oh, yeah. I was the Steiner guy. So Steiner told me a story one time. Tell the story. Um, you don't do just, much Steiner talking. No, because I've already told it all. So All um, of it? Yeah. Whatever. What you can? Yeah. Um, so this this hairdo here, the mullet, dark hair, you know, the, the all-American. The classic yeah, Steiner look. Classic Steiner look. So Steiner's got maybe some pictures in his house of, of the him looking like that. And then he meets his wife uh, after he doesn't look like that anymore. And he has the, like, you know, the blonde hair, blonde goatee and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I, he told me that his wife, you know, after being at his house a couple times, you know, she was like, all right, didn't question the pictures of, you know, Steiner with a mullet. Mm -hmm. She actually thought that it was somebody else, not him. And she was like, why does he have all these pictures of this guy? <laughs> Up in his house, like, what's this? And she had a like, hey, that's me. She's like, that, that, that's you? Because she was probably not a wrestling fan either. No. probably didn't watch it, so. Um, and she's probably, I'm going to guess, half his age. I, you know what? Um, that's just a guess. I, you know, I didn't even think of it when I met her to, like, kind of compare or anything, age or anything like that. But, um, you know, when I first you met You should just kids, randomly text Santa right now. How old's your wife? <laughs> when I first met him with his kids, I'm trying to think where they, like seven or something that was years ago you know they're probably like 17 they're probably maybe out of seniors in high school or mm -hmm. or beginning college or giving clotheslines going to the university yeah of they're, they're probably going to be the new uh steiner brothers yeah uh, <laughs> the Impact. steiner sisters yeah i mean maybe they'll they'll debut at the, the next, nasty yeah. boys boy that looks like that that right there 
that that's what Dolph Ziggler is going to look like at 50. That, that is a good. Who is it? The Golden Eagle Tom Platts, two-time Mr. Universe. Oh, show show the webcam people this one. Black and white, guys. Black and white, but this is what Dolph Ziggler looks like at 50. What do you think? Yay or nay? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Maybe that's where Ziggler got his look from. Oh, my God. It was probably Vince going because he was big into the uh, ICO uh, bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, and it was probably like, man, you need to look like uh, the Golden Eagle Tom Platts. That's what you got to do. Oh, okay. He was big back in the day. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what I'm looking for in here. What is this again? Oh, this was the program. Yeah. Someone asked, what was your all-time favorite match? To, to watch? Yeah, just or, or just all-time favorite. Oh. Um, I, I wish I could remember for me uh, what pay-per-view. You know what? I, I can't remember what pay-per-view it was. But a lot of people really knocked this, but I was a big fan of the whole Black Scorpion angle. Oh, you told me about that with the and, finish at the yeah. end and all that stuff. And, yeah. Have you ever watched that? Yeah, I think I ended up watching it and then Flair, right? It was yeah, just Flair it, that revealed. It ended up being Flair. Yeah. I mean, it gets panned by the professionals, but that was in the wheelhouse of me growing up. Yeah. And I was a WCW guy, as I say on just about any podcast. I loved – I followed it from the very beginning. Who was it? You know, this was when Sting had the broken leg. It would, could have been just about anybody. It ended up being Ric Flair. I thought it was perfect. I still think to this day it's one of my all-time favorite storylines. If you haven't watched it, when we're done here, go go YouTube it because I, I think it was great storytelling no matter what the inside industry people say. It, it's tough to say what your favorite match is. Like I remember oh. – I remember back when uh, WrestleMania six was around, like mm -hmm. Hogan versus Warrior. I thought, like, man, I never saw anything like that because Hogan actually missed his leg drop and stuff, like just stuff like that. Now you look at, um, you know, stuff nowadays. Everything's just topping each other. Uh, you know, it's it's really tough to say what my my favorite matches. I don't even know if I have one. <laughs> I remember this was a big deal because this is him right after winning the belt, <coughs> and I'm like, he doesn't have any face paint on. Oh no, yeah. Because I don't think he's wrestled a match long enough to... To get tired? Yeah, or to have the face paint rub off. Um, what do we got? Here you go, brother. There it is. And look at... It has the two... I remember this one. This one was... The, the double one. cover? Yeah. And I would look at this and I'd be like, man, who's going to win at WrestleMania? You know? Um, so that was a big build-up. I remember that match being huge. Let's um, find some more trivia. Trivia? Okay. Randomly pick one. <laughs> Probably the worst oh, yeah. pitcher. Uh, so this is September. Were you a Duggan guy? No, I wasn't. I, I never I was, understood. I mean, he was like, I, I didn't have a problem with him, but I was never like, actually, you got to win. Uh, Did you ever meet him? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, well, I mean, he does this so many indies now. I mean, for it would always be ridiculous for me to not bump into him. Um, I, there, I've heard a lot of uh, alleged stories about him. I, he's just. Hacksaw. Yeah, there's Hacksaw. He's loud. Like, he'd like kind of sit there and whatever. And then before he goes out there, like right as he's about to go out, he'd be like, all right. Like he'd get really loud and stuff, like getting his character and stuff. And uh, I'm like, man, he's loud. Like he can be really quiet and he can be really loud. Where's the trivia here? Looking for, oh, here we go. All right. All right. Here we go. What year is this from? 
This is put this in context. September 1989. All right, guys. So most your... of the listeners right now weren't even born yet. All right, um, we're doing trivia from 1989. <laughs> All right. Okay. This this will be an easy one, even if you don't even watch or were born at that time. Okay. No. Um, Ted DiBiase, uh, his million dollar belt is studded with what precious stones? Diamonds. Yep. Um, even WWF President Jack Tunney admires the belt. But he told WWF Magazine, it is what? Uh, not a sanctioned belt? Oh, yeah. Meaningless. So, good. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that answer. Thank you. DiBiase uh, replied by saying the belt is worth more than Tunney could make in how many lifetimes? Three. Ten. Ten. Ten lifetimes. Ten lifetimes. Yeah. And that's probably right. Uh, oh. Okay. Category numbers. Uh, how big are WWF champion Hulk Hogan's biceps? Uh, I believe they are 24-inch pythons. pythons. Yep, that's right. Yes. What day in April did uh, WrestleMania Five take place? Uh, four. The second. Oh. How old was Rick Martel when he began his career as a wrestler? 13. No, 17. Yeah. Who lost his pants at WrestleMania Five? I don't know. You don't know who lost his pants? No. Brother Love. Brother Love. Yep. 24 inch pythons, brother. Yep. Two more questions. Mr. Fuji tossed salt at the face of Smash from Demolition during WrestleMania 5, but he ducked and the salt flew into whose face? Mm, uh, Great Muda. I know. <laughs> I know. I just threw it out there. Warlord. Warlord. Well, yeah. you're welcome for the Muda thing, yeah. by the way. All right. What was the name? Of the song performed by Run DMC at WrestleMania Five, I didn't even know they performed at WrestleMania Five. I, I couldn't tell you. It's called WrestleMania Rap. Of oh, um, what do we got underneath here? A lot of the, everything with Hulk Hogan on it. Yeah, it seems like Hogan in his contract had like, "Hey, brother, I gotta be on." Uh, I wonder if uh, I can find the WrestleMania Rap, like on YouTube or whatever. yeah. Um, he probably had a contract of of the twelve magazines he had to be in. Um, oh, this is a newer one. The newer one. Yeah. So this is back when. So then wrestling got hot again, right? And then I was like, oh, let me pick up some more magazines. You Who bet? was the super shredder? I don't know. Super shredder, Kevin Nash. Okay. Yeah. In, in the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two movie or something like that. Oh, okay. We got PWI 500 from... When you're not watching wrestling, what does P.D. Williams watch? Wrestling. Really? No. You don't... Come on, what What do you watch? Yeah, I watch... Uh, I So I don't have cable. That's by choice. That's by choice. Yeah. <laughs> Times are rough, guys. Times are rough. I can't afford cable. <laughs> no, it was ridiculous. Like, I, ha I had cable and all the channels. I'm like, I don't even watch this. I usually flip through it and then end up watching a another... What's going on, guys? Not, not much. Just talking about shows. Um, depends. Big... Walking Dead fan, can't wait till uh, the new Game of Thrones comes out next year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'll watch stuff from like Netflix, whatever's hot on Netflix, I'll watch. He doesn't have Hulk Hogan money. <laughs> Hulk, I thought Hulk Hogan filed for bankruptcy. Uh, no, I sure. He, hope, but, and then he won the, the Gawker thing. Yeah, but Gawker didn't have enough money to pay. That's why mm. they claimed some money. of it, right? I, I, I don't know. I wish Gawker would uh, yeah. do that to me. I would. I'd, yeah. I'd settle for half of what Hogan made if it was me. I'd have been like, you know what? Give me thirty dollars 
in two cheeseburgers. <laughs> that, that, that's good. That's why I'm not in business. Let's see. Who was number one in this? Batista was right. What year is this? 2005. PWI 500 2005. Now, wait. Batista's number one, guys. Who is everybody's guess for number two? Number two. PWI. Uh, Triple H is the guess. No, Triple H is... Number not, four? Yep, he's number four. Triple H is number four. Who's number two, Petey? It's Cena because he lost, or he won. That was the first time he won a title. Mm -hmm. The same WrestleMania that same year. Uh, Batista beat Triple H, I believe. Okay. And then Cena beat uh, JBL. Who's number three? Uh, Kojima. Do you know him? No, well, I, no, I don't know okay. him um, personally. Um, number three? That was Kojima. Uh, Triple nope. H is four. JBL's five. Ooh. Kurt Angle is six. I'm wondering if he, at this point, he came to TNA. No, he's got a WWE mic in his hand. It would have been the TNA picture. Okay. I feel like. I think he came. AJ Styles is number seven. Wow. Yeah. Um, Edge is eight. Yeah, let's go down. Um, and we got, let's see. Where were you at that year? Do you remember? Yeah, this was this was my highest year. Is it? Yeah, this was twenty three for me. So I'm right underneath Samoa Joe. Um, and I, I, that was the year like I won the Super Eight, won the uh, title. What's the write up on you that year? Will you read it for us? Um, yeah, I don't know what this four means. And then one seventy eight. Oh, so I, I think one seventy eight was in two thousand four. Yeah. All right. So you made a big jump from 2004 to 2004. I don't understand how this works, but okay. just, just um, go with it. So Williams has had a remarkable year. The inventor of wrestling's hottest move, the Canadian Destroyer, held the TNAX title for five months. He won the 2005 Super 8 tournament, scoring wins over Rory Fox, Alex Shelley, and Puma. Um, thanks to his incredible finish for Peters getting booked all over the country. Won the NWA Upstate No Limits title. Don't remember that. Beating Kevin Dunn. Okay. Also held the BCW. That's the more... Border so, City yeah. Wrestling. Uh, uh, TV title. How old were you when this happened, by the way? Uh, t 24. Okay. Well, so they do it from... This is November 2005. So it started in 2004. They do it from, like, September 2004 to, like... Mm. Or, or July or something to the following year. Um, so it was, like, from when I was... 23, 24 years old. Okay. Uh, the captain of team TNA's Team Canada and one of Scott DeMore's prized pupils, uh, superior mat wrestler and technician, pound for pound, one of the best wrestlers in the world. And then then I have a crappy year after that. Yeah. <laughs> is that the, is that also the year you got fired? Uh, oh, no. Uh, that, that was uh, 2009 I got released. Wow. So this is 2005. Um, let's see. We're, we're, here's some where other some of the names are in that... Um, that you may know. Uh, Chris Jericho's at 25. Oh. Undertaker's at 26. Monty Brown. Monty Brown's at 28. Um, you got Randy Orton at 29. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, 15. Chris Benoit at 13. Doctor Huge. What's going on, bud? Uh, Shawn Michaels, 34. CM Punk, 40. Is Punk... What's Punk doing at that point in 2005? Because, um, see, I was not a Punk guy until he got to the WWE. And yeah. and now I'm not a punk guy. Now he 
He was at Ring of Honor. I think he was in in this time. Yeah, I think he was feuding with like uh, Austin Aries, um, and Joe. Um, let's see, Hector Garza Senior. Yeah, Hector Garza. So Hector Garza is uh, if it's the same Hector Garza that he's dressed with, he passed away some years ago. Right. Why? Why does Why does Scott Steiner have so much heat or hate? For Hulk Hogan, is it a work? I think he really hates Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was a bad time in WCW. Like, mm. real bad. Like, they were all like... And you can't let it go. Yeah. Steiner's not known as the guy to let things go. Yeah, he's not. Um, it, it, it was tough because I think in those contracted days, like, guys were making all this money. Mm -hmm. And then they also had, like, certain clauses of, like, people they wouldn't work with. Or people that, you know, that uh, they got certain creative stuff and all that. I want to say, like, one time Terry Taylor, like, was writing the show. And he wrote this awesome, like, you know, three-hour show. And then he presented it to Bischoff and was like, hey, you know, this is this is the show. Um, and then Bischoff goes, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, however, you know, this guy can't work with this guy because he can't lose to this guy. And this guy, you know, won't be able to do that and that and that and that. So, I mean, it was a tough show to write if... None of the wrestlers had creative control. I mean, we might have got a better product than WCW at the time. We? Well, Chris Benoit. Yeah. 14th annual. What year is this one from? So this is the year before, 2004. So you are at 174 that year? 179, maybe? Mm. Uh, 178. 178. Um, Who are some of the guys that were ahead of you? I mean, come on. Be honest with me. And what? Uh, hang on. Uh, take on the Canadian pulls up. Uh, what's your take on the guy doing the Canadian destroyer on the blow up dolls? Oh, uh, and and I didn't Bushi? see who said it, but someone said uh, they're a big fan of you. Okay, I mean, wrestling's mocked so much nowadays. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it, I think that was like the same promotion where Kenny Omega fought an eight year old girl, which I thought and was, lost. Yeah, and then he fought that blow up doll, and I thought that was so entertaining. You know, just because, I mean, the way he was doing it and stuff. So, it, whatever. It's fine. It's entertainment. I come to understand that wrestling is entertainment. All right. Like, it's just, that's what it is. Well, uh, let's see here. Would you go to the WWF if they wanted you to? Honestly? Uh, yes. Probably not. Really? Yeah. I've come on. There's no way that you wouldn't. I live here. Uh, I have Against a, the wall. Yeah, I, I live against this wall. And then... Uh, I have a podcast with you. Uh, yeah, you'd have to give up the podcast. I'd have to give up the podcast. I'd have to give up my 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 roots here. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to uh, move, move back my, to Orlando. Move back to Orlando. Move back to Orlando. My kids are in school. My wife has roots here as well. Like we have family here. It's just so um, you heard it here, folks. PD Williams says no to the WWF if they ever asked. Now, did you ever if they work said, with hey, or hey? I have a 20-year guaranteed money contract for you for X amount of dollars and you don't have to move to Orlando. Hey, then that could be a yes, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it all... De <laughs> uh, uh, someone wants to know, have you ever worked with or around Macho Man? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Macho Man was at our first ever... Before we had Bound for Glory, it was called Victory Road. That was our first ever pay-per-view in 2004. Um, that's the one where I wrestled AJ, I think... Uh, Jeff Hardy and uh, Jeff Jarrett were wrestling each other. And then um, Macho Man, I think, came out at the end of that pay-per-view. And then the next month, which I believe was like December or something, uh, 
Macho Man was in a tag match, like a six man with like him and AJ and somebody else. I, it wasn't DDP, but uh, against like Jeff and Hall and Nash. Um, but yeah, he was around for for a couple months. Um, I believe that you know I think he wanted to win the title, but they didn't want to put the title on him. I mean, he couldn't do the like. He was l really limited to what he can do. So, uh, do you still talk to Bubbery Dudley? No, I mean that was a question, Jerry. Not me asking. Um, not really. Okay. I mean, if I see him at shows, yeah, we get caught up and stuff. But uh, I was there. I talk about that was still one of my all time yeah. scariest moments. <laughs> Talking to uh, all right, but seriously, back to back to my question for you: this PWI list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Do you ever go through it and go? How the hell is this guy ahead of me? Come so, on. So, like, probably in 2004. You did? I was like, no, just like, I would go, for example. Um, Let, let's, let's, let's go. I'll give you an example right here. Okay. And you guys can be the judge. So, 161, Predator. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Johnny Ooh. Nitro? Uh, so, Johnny Nitro, that's John Morrison. But, but in 2004... What was he doing at that point? Was he um, was he still do? Was he at the top of the WWE doing all that cool stuff then? Uh, I don't remember. You know, the oh five oh four. That's about the time I I was out of it for no, a while. He, he was he was Johnny Nitro for a little bit in WWF. Mm -hmm. E. I don't know what they were at at the time, and uh, um, and I think he I, I don't know because it's a, a year span. Okay, so it was he was Johnny Nitro. Um, Amazing Red, do you think you should have been ranked higher than him at that time no, period? No, at that time in 2004, yeah. Red was still like, so I had just started with Impact and he was like, or TNA, and he was like... Oh, they were, he was Miz and Morrison in 04. They were a tag team. That's what the chat room says. Oh. I'm listening to them. Uh, in 04? I don't know, but it doesn't say that in here. Maybe a later part of it. Um do you, do you think you should have been ranked ahead of Bobby Roode? Uh, they spelled his name wrong. <laughs> um, see, it's no. I mean, uh, come on, be all, honest. Just say it. No, just say no. no. I mean, no, I do not think so. Just say at this I think time, so. No. Okay. Like Rodney, Matt, like it's hard to say. Like Chad Collier, Colt Cabana. I think um, in '04 you should have been ranked higher than Colt Cabana. No, I mean at the time he was. Uh, with the Second City Saints, with CM Punk and Ace Steel, like they were doing a, a big thing at Ring of Honor and stuff. Okay. Like, it's and so this measures 2004, so it goes from that late 2003 oh. to 2004. To I only started with Impact in February of 2004, mm -hmm. so half of the year they're only ranking me based on half the year. Okay, pretty much. So who else is ahead of you that we Halloween? Should... Who's that? Um, I think he's from. So Halloween was ranked ahead of you? I mean, Halloween's coming up. I had to mention Halloween. Was Halloween Christmas should... ranked higher than you two? No, Christmas is ranked actually at 181. There was a wrestler named Halloween that was ranked higher than you in 2004. Um, I think he teamed with uh, Come on, PWI. Damian 666. Um, Electroshock was ranked higher than me. Wow. Who's Electroshock? I know, I know, right? <laughs> keep going, keep going. This is fun. Let's see. Uh... One of these things is not like the other. Okay, Taka Mishinoku is right ahead of me. That's okay. Uh, well, Fat 2. So, fat, is Fat 2, is that Rikishi at the time? No, that's not Rikishi. Uh, fat 2. 
I'm trying to think of who. Oh, he was Jamal from Three Minute Warning. Okay. Okay. Um, predator, though, man. I, I should have be that Predator guy. Um, Black Tiger was ranked ahead of you, it looks like. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Heidenreich. Remember Heidenreich? Oh, my God. Um, Shark Boy. Do you think he should have been? At the time, yeah. Like I said, like he was a, a regular in Impact. He was getting all the fan base and stuff like that. He was... Really, though, Shark Boy? I remember Boy? thinking, like, people talking about Shark Boy before I even made it there. You know? They're like, yeah, the Shark Boy guy, the Shark Boy guy. Like, do you have any cool Shark Boy stories? Come on. I'll tell you this about Shark Boy. Um, I, I, I kind of <laughs> equate him to, like, Krusty the Clown. Oh, yeah? You know what I mean? Like... He'll, like, go to the back and take off his mask and be like, all right, let's have a smoke or something like that or have a beer or whatever, like, <laughs> you know. But I've always got along with uh, with Shark Boy. Um, uh, super cool guy, and I've worked him so many times, and I remember him the first time. Uh, he Like, I do the Canadian Destroyer, and mm-hmm. he's not one of those, like, flippy-flop wrestler-type guys. And back in 2004 when I'm like, hey, man, they want me to go over, he's like, oh, okay, I, I think I could take it. I, th- I think I can do it. And that, that's what it was back then. I think I can do it. Yeah, like I think, and he he used to take it great. Like mm-hmm. he he was, and he's definitely not a backflip type of guy. Um, but Ooh, yeah. Shark Boy drinking the clam juice. <laughs> oh, man, that's a bad joke. Um, uh, uh, someone wants to know: Do you think Hulk Hogan was bad for TNA? This is a good question. In in what way though? Like, so did he take a lot of money from the company? Yeah, because I mean, he, he demands a high right. paycheck, right? Um, he brought a lot of eyes to the company. Yes. So uh, you, it was the first time where we actually did like a live head-to-head show on Monday night with Raw. If you guys – I wasn't with the company Overall. at the time. Um, I, I don't know. Like it depends if you look at it in hindsight. In hindsight, you know, if they didn't get Hulk Hogan, okay, maybe they'd still like be on that slow climb. Maybe they'd still have guys like – AJ Styles and stuff like that. They wouldn't have burned a lot of money with uh, Hogan and stuff. Um, but Hulk Hogan to me, and I'm not a Hulk Hogan guy, but Hulk Hogan to me was no worse for TNA than Jeff Jarrett was, than Macho Man was, than uh, Eric Bischoff. I, I don't know your feelings on Eric Bischoff or a- any of those guys, but I, I, I think if you take... Dixie Carter out and you were to have just left Hulk Hogan limited in his powers, I think he would have been good. But sometimes you just give a person a little bit too much power. Yeah. And Hogan always had like, even in WCW, like uh, creative control mm-hmm. and stuff. And that was WCW. So he probably had more of it and impact and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like I said, it was the only time where we actually went head to head on Raw, and that was like a, a bigger rated show, and then I think they did it the next week. It wasn't as big because they didn't deliver, um, and then then they eventually left that Monday Night Live slot. Um, ooh, Big Boss Man, how young he is there! Wow, and alive. And we have Spotlight magazines, and what is this one down here? What's that? I don't know. Japanese one? Is it Japanese porno? No, it's Japanese wrestling. Who's this right here? Oh, Lesnar. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't even know. Are you in that one? I don't know. Like oh, I said. Like, I missed that question, guys. Repost. 
Yep, repost. I don't know, because they would always give me um, these books over there, and I would bring them home, and sometimes I was in Is that them, La Parka? I don't think so. It was the in the color, the color part. Back the other way. In there somewhere. Come on, you can find it. I can't read any of this. Well, jeez. That's La Parka, right? Uh, it's either La Parka or La Park or Mini. Uh, Was there a Mini La Parka? Yeah. Because these are, are these Minis right here? I don't even know. So Shocker, Hughes, Russell for Impact. So what's that one there? I sat next to him on an airplane once. Oh. I used to, he had a promotion for a while. Uh, don't know what it was called, but it was like the religious service mixed with wrestling. <coughs> And he had good shows. I remember that was the, the, the time that I met uh, when Shawn Michaels was still retired. Mm -hmm. And he didn't come back. I met him there and Sting on the same show. And I think Shawn Michaels came out and like gave super kicks uh, in, the, in the, his running and stuff like that. Remember the mummy? WCW? WCW? Yes. So. Did you take it? Wait, did you take a Shawn Michaels super kick? No, I was uh, in a, a ladder match. Um, what would you have not given to have taken this Shawn Michaels super kick? Uh, I was fine. I didn't even offer. I remember uh, Eric Young was on that show, and Eric Young's a huge, huge Shawn Michaels fan at the time, and mm -hmm. probably still is. And he told, uh, like, Demore, because Demore was helping book that show, because, again, DBS would come with a show to certain areas and be like, hey, Scott, can you help me? Uh, get local guys and all that kind of stuff. It would be a, a smaller show, and he would have his guys. Um, and then I remember Eric Young saying, like, hey, I know Shawn Michaels going to be on that show, man. I'll do anything to – I think he wanted to match them or, like, just something where he's like, let him give me a super kick or whatever. Did he? I don't know. Can you text him? I don't. I, I, I don't remember. No. I don't remember if it happened. Um I think Eric Young was on the show. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe he wasn't. He so, probably did, though. I mean, this is this is like 2002, probably. Mm. We're, we're asking. So that's the books. I think we're at the end of the books. We're at the end. We're at the end of this. We're at Pro Wrestling. I don't know. PWI. What's going on with this one? So just for re people recapping oh. on the videos... Uh, this is a live Q&A going up on our podcast feed, the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. If you were listening on the podcast and you want to watch the video, it's, it's on Petey Williams and myself's Twitter account. Uh, this was fun, Pete. I had a blast doing this. Hopefully the people enjoyed watching this. If you have any last-minute questions for Pete or myself, uh, go ahead, throw them up, and we'll answer as many as we can. But the Wrestling Perspective Podcast... P.D. Williams and myself on that same feed. James Ellsworth and myself do a podcast. So you get two weekly podcasts for free. For free. So. Like wait, it. wait, is that? That's Shark Boy. No, no, I'm talking about the. D-Ray 3000 right there. D-Ray 3000. So this is a magazine from 2004. Pete, what's your dream match that you want to be in? Oh, um. Dead or alive, one wrestler that you wish. Maybe you even almost had a match with, but just missed out. Um, man, such a good question. 
probably, dude, I don't know, probably somebody like a, like a Bret Hart, but if we were like the same age-ish, uh, I would have liked to, uh, you know, I, 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 I kind of upset that I never actually wrestled um, Daniel Bryan, Ryan mm-hmm. Danielson. Um, I've actually never had a singles match with Samoa Joe. I've had tag matches with him and all that kind of stuff, but I've never had a singles match with him. So those are things where I was like, I was there in that era, and those were like missed opportunities that I wish that somebody would have booked. I'm like, we worked for the same company under contract. You would have thought that, you know, like it only makes sense. So yeah, um, well, there you go. He's gave you three names. Is this a TNA book or is this PWI? This is it says uh, for us, yeah, PWI 2004, the year. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what's going on. There's there's a young picture of uh, Brian, Daniel Bryan and uh, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, more of the same. I don't even know what's. This looks like a year in review book. Um, oh, okay. So here's the achievement. So rookie of the year right here, Monty Brown. Even though he started wrestling before 2004, and you got the runners up. All right. Even though I started wrestling, and I think it was 2000. You were runner runner up. Yep. And then Johnny Nitro. So, so Monty Brown got 41 percent of the votes. P.D. Williams 38 percent. Then you got John Morrison here 9 percent. Dude, you know what you got to do, right? Take a picture of that and tweet John Morrison. Be like, that one time I got more votes than John Morrison for Rookie of the Year when we were not rookies. <laughs> Uh, Please do that. I, Please. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. When, when we're done with this, he's going to do it. So look for that one. Um, inspirational rest of the year went to Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Um, Runner-up was Chris Benoit. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Most improved wrestler of the year, Randy Orton. Um, comeback of the year was Edge. Woman of the Year, Victoria. Who were the runners-up? Trish Stratus, Stacey Keebler, and Molly Holly. Wow. Feud of the Year, Triple H versus Chris Benoit. Huge. I would not be named. Followed by... Chris, Chris Benoit is not redacted from this podcast. Yeah, I'm just reading out loud. Most popular wrestler of the year, John Cena. Wow. 31%. Followed by Chris Benoit. Wait, who's number three on the follow-up list? Uh, runner-up. Uh, Eugene. Eugene was number three. This this is the the year of Eugene. Um, most hated wrestler of the year, Triple H, followed by JBL, Kurt Angle, and Jeff Jarrett. Mm. Match of the year, Triple H versus Chris Benoit versus Shawn Michaels. That was at uh, the WrestleMania match. Um, that got almost half the votes. Um, and then other WWE matches after that. Tag Team of the Year, America's Most Wanted. Wow. Um, this is, I think, the year that uh, WWE was struggling with their tag division. Uh, you had uh, La Resistance. The Dudleys. Was the runner-up. Um, yep, Dudley Boys. And then Charlie Haas and Rico. Wrestler of the Year, Chris Benoit, 72%. Landslide. Wow. Followed by Randy Orton, Eddie Guerrero, and then AJ Styles. Um, and that's it, it looks like. 
PWIH. What's this? Your unofficial official awards for 2000. I think it's just comments right here. Oh, okay. So that's where we're at. But I definitely have to take a picture of that. Yes. I mean, it's from... To, still, I think that would what, be fun to see 14, what Morrison says. 14 years ago, I used to be better than you. Yeah, I think that's how you should put it. All right. Listen, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you. I'm, maybe in another month we'll try this again. Yeah, I mean, we should do it every it, day. It'd be nice if you would come to my house. I mean, it's small and feeble compared to your mansion. I mean, this wrestling money has been very good to you. I mean, you, you get your own valet when you come to my house. I, I mean, know. How do you not like that? I, it was it was so nice to see Sonny bring me into the house. <laughs> Sonny. Sonny Borelli we're talking. Y yeah, yeah, okay, that's right. that, that Sonny. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us here.
All right, welcome back to the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Normally, it's myself and Petey Williams. I'm flying solo on this interview, talking to somebody who I've been really excited to talk to. I've been a huge fan of his for the longest time, and he knows this. This isn't me blowing smoke up your skirt, because you know this. RJ City. Thank you. Did you adjust my levels? Did you test my levels? I did. You can bring bring the mic up a little bit if you want. Oh, I didn't want to. Okay. I'm bringing the mic up, everyone. Yes. Um, You know, and really, what is PD add to the show? I thought he was here. I thought he was just behind me and whatever. He's real short. Why don't you get him to do a a couple sound bites? Like, (laughs) sounds great. Fun stuff. And then you can just dip it in and tell him to take the week off. No one would ever know. No. No. But I got to tell you, I'm really excited because I have been a big I've been a big fan I got to meet you for the first time in Buffalo yes. four, six months ago. Ish. Ish. Yeah. And I got to tell you, you were really kind in a locker room that sometimes isn't very welcoming to outsiders. No. I got to first and foremost say thank you. Well, I hate the insiders, so I'm drawn to the outsiders. Yeah. Like, oh, a normal looking person? Cool. <laughs> you don't have a fragile alpha male ego? Uh, let's talk. You're How a little punchy? You? I like you. Um, so, yeah. So here I am. You are here. Let me start out with probably the obvious question okay. of you and Arquette. Yeah. That is seems like to be... Nightmare. For, for you. It's hell. But I, I thoroughly enjoy the, the back and forth when this first started. It was, it was something you don't see any, anymore, you know, especially with social media. And you guys took it to another level. Well, everyone is loving each other, and it's... I f- feel like so much niceness and positivity is very forced and very fake. So I'm big on as long as the negativity is truly authentic and you're (laughs) justified in doing it, I think it's important to put it out in the world. Um, So I I happen to to take that out on David, who was at the wrong place at the wrong time. How did you guys become associated? Because it seems like David Arquette... Now, I'm old enough to have gone seeing Ready to Rumble in the yes. movie scene. And it, sadly enough, it was probably my parents' money I spent to see that in a right. movie theater. And that's why they disowned you. E- exactly. Because yeah. um, I was a WCW guy. Right. Sadly, once again, why they disowned me. Yeah. So, uh, to, to be able to, you know, you're more friendlier than I am, but he he's kind of returns texts. He's very grateful. Someone that thoroughly enjoys wrestling business. But when I think of, all right, David Arquette's coming back into the wrestling business you are connected with him. How did that help happen? Um, I'm not a fan of David. Okay. I'm a fan of his father, Louis Arquette. He was an actor. I'm a fan of his sisters, uh, Rosanna, Patricia, uh, Alexa, and um, a fan of his grandfather, Charlie Weaver. <laughs> so, like, I care more about everyone else in his family but him. And he started following me on Twitter, for real, uh, and then just started really stepping on my tweets. I would tweet jokes, as I often do, and he'd basically just restate the punchline in his own words. And I was like, that's kind of a dick. <laughs> and then he's verified as a mom, but he would just, so it would stay at the top of my mansions. I'm like, this guy's just siphoning whatever. So I called him out, I think kind of as a joke, but I mean, I called him out, and I'm like, whatever. And then he called me out, and I was like, whoa, I guess we're doing this. And then he just... His sister got involved, and uh, you know, a bunch of people got involved, and it turned into a thing. And it's available on Twitter. I collected all the tweets, and you can read the timeline basically of this entire thing as it happened, and that's exactly how it happened. You should turn it into an audio book where you and him read the tweets back and forth. Yeah, it would just be me sighing a lot too. <laughs> well, it's just me really destroying him. Because, you know, the common wrestling fan would go, all right, you know, this this was probably in the work. Someone hooked him up. And and 
to to hear the story, and I tried to get the story out of him, and he kind of said the same along the lines when he was on the podcast. I go, "All right, they're, they're working me, right?" But wow, no, that, that's really how it happens. That's so so you know, generic to being real and knowing me as people do, and now they know him and seeing us backstage. They're like, "Oh, this isn't a gimmick. You have basically a twelve-year-old boy that you have to babysit and tag team with." So that's where I'm at. Uh, my negativity is authentic. My opinions are valid, given my experiences. Do you do you kind of take him under your ring and really teach him stuff, or do you? No, go it's into more this? like sh- sit in the corner. Okay. Don't uh, walk into traffic. Right. That kind of thing. I, I've seen you guys interact. So when I when I watch you guys, it, it feels kind of like that, where you're like, "All right, just watch what I'm doing." Take three steps. If you take four steps, you die, and I don't want to talk to you ever again. Yeah, and of course he takes eight steps. Eight steps. And not only injures himself, but injures me too. Wow. And then somehow we keep winning, so... You keep going, right? Yeah, well, the deal was, so after we wrestled in Hollywood, and they beat him, and I gave him a black eye, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty clear message that I do not like you... We got challenged by Frank the Clown and James Ellsworth. Uh, sadly, Are you I... Are familiar with James yeah, Ellsworth? Have you heard of him? Let me, let me tell you. I'm going to edit this part out later, but <laughs> let me tell you about James. Yeah. Um, and then the deal was, so David's begging me to team with him. I say, you only team, I'll only team with you if you get me on a talk show. And what talk show have you been on? Um, still waiting to hear back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, he. this is our second tag team match, and I've yet to he, even hear back from one talk show. Well, sadly, this is the talk show we got you on. He paid me five bucks. Oh, well, <laughs> here we are. It's been fun. <laughs> That's the last match uh, we're ever going to have. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we keep, and then now we keep winning, and he wants to keep teaming, and then people are liking it despite my best efforts. So, in, in many ways, this is my personal hell. And uh, unfortunately, some of my greatest tag team success will come uh, much to my chagrin. Wow, I can't wait for you and uh, who's the Perry guy from uh, Friends to start tag teaming next year? Oh, Matthew Perry? Yeah, you no, I want like I want to challenge better actors. I want like Alfred Molina. <laughs> like, let's do this, Molina. The guy who played Alf even is a better actor. Yes, you know the small person, yeah, the little person, yes, the yes. dwarf. Uh, half of the time he was a dwarf, and half the time he was a puppet. And you can tell, you can tell Alf-wise. Um, who else? Judith Light Ooh, from Who's the Boss? Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I certainly get there. I heard she's has a mean hammerlock. <laughs> I'm interested in that. Maybe even Tony Danza, slightly better maybe actor than David Arquette. Slightly, slightly better. But still, you um, baby steps up the ladder, right? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, Tony Danza. Can I just talk about? Do the other people listen to this? We don't have to talk about wrestling, do we? No, no. Uh, the cast of Taxi. Is just like the I would sleep with every single person. The way they were on that show would be like everyone. It's such Christopher a great show. Lloyd, Andy Kaufman, even Danny DeVito is like at his peak attractiveness, mm-hmm. which is saying nothing. Mm-hmm. But still, and then of course Mary Lou Henner, Jeff Conway, I'm like, oh, and Carol Kane, oh. oh I I love Carol Kane oh, still my. to this day. Do you? What, she's on that Netflix show. I absolutely love. Which one? Uh, what? Um, hang on. Uh, the Incredible Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yes, she is. Yes. I see that. She's, yes. A, I, she's just adorable. She's adorable on that show too. Yeah. She plays this adorable racist. Yeah. I well, love it. As all racists <laughs> can be. Huggable. Yeah. Uh, that's why they're so deceiving. Yeah. Um, can I talk ahead. about you for a second? Uh, barely, but go ahead. You know, like I said before, the Arquette thing. I was a fan of yours. Right. And how do you feel like this has changed your trajectory in pro wrestling? 
Um, is it better or worse? I mean, honestly. It's the same. In, in one sense, it's better. In the other sense, it's worse. It makes my job a lot harder because mm-hmm. I'm a control freak. So if I'm this is just a very out-of-control human being I have to, to deal with. Um, is it better? It's weird. It's, I guess it just evens out. Some things are better. Some things are worse. Um, is my life better? My health is good. I went to the doctor a few days good, ago. He said, yeah, you have no, no major illnesses. So I'm just holding on to my health. Um, so yeah, and then people were working like new places. We're doing Rise in Chicago. We're doing an all women's show. That's awesome. Um, we're doing House of Hardcore to Philly, which is a huge mistake. <laughs> but oh my god, I'm just ready to get shanked. But do you say no when Tommy Dreamer comes to you, the Godfather of well, indie I'd wrestling? Say, Why, Tommy? Please, no. He's like, no, I like. I'm like, no, please. Gosh, you please have to stop this. So this is, you know. We are successful despite my best efforts. Are you guys going to start like video blogging your road trips? Cause he's inst- all over the Instagram story. He Instagram the whole ride here. He's, now he was so excited to drive to Canada. He didn't understand. <laughs> you can go from Detroit to Windsor and suddenly you're in Canada. He's like, wow, look at the trucks. I was like, yeah, Canada has trucks. I'm kind of, um, between you and I, I'm kind of shocked he made it over the border. I, you, you think of David Arquette. The border think, guard recognized him. Oh, and I was like, all right, I don't have to explain this idiocy. Perfect. Oh. Let me put it like this. We drove within five minutes he wanted to stop. I had a shake, pea protein shake with greens and raw asparagus. This is what I'm eating. We stop at 7-Eleven. He buys a cheese string, beef jerky, uh, ghost pepper peanuts, and two Halloween masks. Which two Halloween just just random skulls? Wow! Like, oh, he is a twelve-year-old. Yeah. So, did you take his wallet away from him and be like, "Listen, next stop, you are on a budget." Well, I said, you know, once that ten dollars, it's gone. It's it's gone. You yeah, can't spend right. it on something else. You can't once, spend it on a Never Been Kissed DVD. It's gone. <laughs> once again, another thing. I'm shocked that he had ten bucks. Yeah. Well, you know, people. Throw did you loan it to him? No, no, no. But you I learned said, your you lesson. Know, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> So I thought maybe I'd get some acting tips from him, something, but... Once again, wrong guy. Hey, wrong guy. Wrong guy. I mean, you can... T- t- you know, Ted Danson's around. You can oh, get a Ted Danson. I love to team with Ted Danson. Yeah. I bet you he can do a clothesline. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a, he's got some height on him. Yeah, he, and probably just as mobile as David yeah. Arquette in the ring. Yeah, although I will say Arquette, like, is tough in the sense that he consistently puts up with the shit, <laughs> much to my surprise. Does some decent moves. Wow. How did you get into pro wrestling? I don't remember. Like, how did I... How did, yeah, it, how did it come about? How did you go... I don't go... remember not wanting to be a wrestler. Right. It was this and the It's everybody's show. dream. Yeah. Uh, I was originally trained in the Catskill Mountains by Jerry Lewis. It was a very Mr. Miyagi, Karate Kid kind of thing. Right. And then I started working the vaudeville circuit. Wrestling uh, around the vaudeville yes. circuit. And, uh, you know, it was great and, and difficult because he would chain with me, but he'd also have a cigarette in his hand. Right. Uh, in his mouth. And, of course, he said it was good for me to increase my lung capacity. I'd have to breathe harder. Then when I'm wrestling someone who's not smoking a cigarette, I'll have a greater lung capacity. That makes absolute sense, by the way. So we started doing that, and I started hitting the loop that way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I ran into a bunch of people. Milton Berle, B. Arthur, of course. You were huge of- in the Branson circuit, right? Well, yeah, I mean. I don't like to talk about it anymore because I, of the incident, which right. is fine. And, uh, you know, God rest Red Skelton. And again, my apologies to his family. And Lafka. Hell, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, it happens, it happens. And uh, again, I'm very sorry about it. And I, then uh, I started picking up. It started happening. <laughs> and then uh, here we are. 
on the serious note, what are your goals? You're still a young guy. What you, are my goals? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm, um, this is a therapy session, essentially, here. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to be kind of like your mother here. Yeah. Uh, Jay, what are your goals in life, huh? Um, what do you want to do? What are you doing? Get a what nice girl. Do? Yeah, what's your uh, plan? Let me, let me kind of settle down. Yeah. Um, it's weird. My goals were, like, very basic, and then as I got more into stuff, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm living, you know beyond what I thought my, my goals would be in the sense that I certainly could not have predicted this level of idiocy. Right. And I kind of am determined to do things that are new and fresh and kind of uh, anti the way things are done. There's a very clear path to the top, and I'm not that interested in it. It's very boring to me. Um, I'm, a, I'm a boy. I get bored very easily, and I want to try to do new things. So I'm, I'm forging that path, seeing where it takes me, and if you're not involved, then you're missing out. I don't know what to say. You remind me of a very athletic Morton Downey Jr. Okay, Cause, great. Because he had personal personality, very yeah. outspoken, yeah. and that's kind of how you are to me, that right. I can sit and listen to you talk. I, I watch your videos when you post thank one. You. I, look, I'm the biggest R.J. Mark. I'm not, I know, thank you, I'm blushing now. So uh, that's, that's kind of how I could see you is like, a athletic Morgan Downey Jr.'s were throwing out 80s references. Yeah, I can I can vibe with that. Um, he was I was fascinated with him. There's a documentary about him. Yeah. Provocateur is the oh, name of it. I'm man. like, yeah, I like it. He was just weird. He's fascinating. His father was a singer, uh, like a lounge singer, and he wanted to be a lounge singer, and he never made it, and he rent, resented his father, and that's how he came. So resentment seems to be the, the theme, the thread between he and I is resentment and, and disappointed. I look at wrestling and I'm bored with it. Right. People, guys come out yelling, pointing. I'm like, God, that's so original. It, you no, know, you're right. So I'm like, let's just do something new for my own sanity. I do not care about anyone else. I'm here to entertain myself. And then if you happen to enjoy it, that's like a, just the bonus. That, that's what I like about your Twitter is it, it seems like you're only trying to make one person laugh and it's you. Yeah. And, and you do. And I, well, because you... Drive yourself insane trying to get to other people, trying to reach them. And then you realize, like, you know, uh, two people is fine. They can have an intellectual conversation. Four to five people, a group of people, is significantly dumber. Mm -hmm. It's just statistics. The, the more people there are, the dumber the collective group will be. Right. So people say, like, oh, you got to do a suicide dive. Everyone loves suicide dive. Well, actually, everyone is an idiot. Like, well, look who, look at how the voting works. Everyone is dumb. Yes. Clearly, we can't get together collectively. So I don't really care what they, you know. And if anytime someone says, oh, you got to, whatever, you got to wear blue shirts, everyone's doing blue shirts. I'm like, perfect. I will never wear a blue shirt. You had a spot, and I'm not going to give away any of your okay. match, where I, I sat back and thought that was the most genius thing ever. Everybody's laying on the ground, yeah. right? And it looked like you could have done you know, a suicide dive yeah. over the top or second rope. Instead, you blew a kiss to the crowd, and you. And I thought, Jesus, that is the most RJ City thing to do. Yeah. I loved it. Thank you. I mean, everybody else, I'm just making a hard left when mm -hmm. everyone else is going the other way, and I'll see where it, I don't profess to be a genius. Certainly not, but I'm like, let's just see what's up over here. And then some people have joined me on that obscure journey. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast? Not even a wrestling podcast, just a live podcast, because you 
you have the personality, yeah. you have knowledge, you're entertaining, and I feel like it would be something I would listen to. Kind of similar, in a sense, is that coffee and underwear. I, by the way, love it. Thank you. I, I do watch it. Thank you. Um, Sunday mornings, 9.30, yeah. facebook.com slash RKCity. Uh, it's just nice to do. a little. It's a little podcasty, but then I can also directly talk to people, because people comment and... Whatever, and then like last episode we talked about the Bosnian War. Mm. I said it as a joke, and then I started learning stuff. So I'm like, all right, I think it's good to set the expectations low, always, and being live is nice. And again, I feel like so many people have podcasts, right? And I feel like every friend I have has a podcast. I'm like, come on my podcast, come on my podcast. I'm like, I don't want to, you know. Well, I appreciate you um, doing mine then. Well, yeah, no, this is nice. Um, it's just a lot. Everyone's like, oh. And it's like, what do you do? Oh, we just talk about stuff. I'm like, great. Thanks a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would want to do a podcast. Unless I really had an idea that like warranted it. And I went, okay. And you're someone that could pull that off, by the way. Thank I feel you. like you're original oh, enough. Thank you. But I don't, you know, I don't want to force it. And, and, and I'm happy with the coffee and underwear so far. So, but I, I've been doing it for almost... What, I think maybe 10 months mm-hmm. which and I've, met, I've got, I got every week so far which is weird to think about it every Sunday morning I'm doing this I'm like okay it's a weird little thing and then um, you know I had David on I saw I had some fun wrestling people on Dreamer was on yes uh, we'll have we'll be having more names big names in the future favorite episode you've done all time favorite favorite the one I've the done. one that if someone said alright RJ I'm gonna check out one episode but yeah. what's the one you tell people that you would, they should go to? I would say the one where I was in New York at my grandmother's house and I had my grandmother on the show. Oh. I was not prepared for – she reminded me almost like a baby crawling into traffic. <laughs> Just like about to give away her home address on the air. I'm like, what are you – you know. Come it's on back just, a little bit. She was just – I don't I – don't, I, when I say loose cannon, I make her sound like Sam Kinison, but she's not. You know, <laughs> but the stuff she said was just – I was just not prepared for it, and then we um, spilled the coffee and ruined a, a very expensive footstool. Oh. So it was very live. I like being live. I don't like to plan right. shit. I'm like, we'll just see what happens. So that one is, um, yeah, is very good. Wow. I can't wait until you ask a old 40, fat-year-old guy to be on coffee. Let me know. I'm around. Let's just do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. You know who's a big fan? Who? Weird people watch. Lanny Poffa watches. Right. Uh, really? And then I say, hey, Lanny, and then he signs off immediately. <laughs> and then my biggest supporter is, is Rhino. Wow. Watches almost every week and said, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, I'll meet you in your little Moda City there. Dude. And we'll sip, sip it. I would love that. It would be delightful. So, and and I I hear so many great, amazing, funny stories about that guy. Oh yeah, he's he's a delightful human being. Listen, uh, where can people find you? Don't, don't, not, no, no, no. Google my name. Google RJ. Whatever comes up, if it interests you, because we're all technologically advanced. Yeah, yeah. We can figure this shit out. Yeah. I gotta. What are you sitting there with a pen writing down my Twitter? Google. I, I did. Google it. See what comes up. <laughs> Uh, whatever you like, you like, you can follow me. If you don't like it, just move on. No pressure. I'm not going to force you to follow me, and then you got to put me on mute. I don't need that right. level of anxiety. Right. I feel like everyone, I do one tweet, and I, within a minute, I get no likes. I'm like, did everyone, was there a fucking meeting where everyone had me on mute? Whoa. So, um, I hate when that happens, because you're like, that, that was a pretty good one, guys. Where's at least one like? You know, there's some tweets... 
where I go, some tweets I just throw out there and then they, they stick and I'm like, wow, eh, whatever. There's some tweets that I'm on the fence about and like three minutes goes by and it's low. I'm like, I'm deleting this. Yeah. There's other ones I go, you know what? This is a good joke. Fuck you if you don't get it. <laughs> I'm putting this out there if you don't get it. And there's a couple people who if they like it, it means like 20 people liked it to me. Uh, Mario Cantone. Yeah. Oh, Are you yeah. Mario Cantone? Yes. So we're like Twitter friends. Right. Um, so weird. Michael Hitchcock, who's in all the Christopher Guest y- films. Yes. Uh, worked with David. He was on Mad TV. He liked stuff. And I'm like, Francine from Easy yes. W. If they, they, I'm like, these people, I'm like, okay, you see what I'm getting at here? So this is for us, us mm. uh, uh, burgeoning intellectuals. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, perfect. One of my favorite jokes is um, Will um, does Orlando bloom if Bill Withers? It's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I love it. Um, if you don't get it, it's your problem. Way over their heads. I it's over it. your heads. If you don't understand it, you need to do some cultural work on yourself. <laughs> um, but then other ones, though, most of the time, I'm just a mess of like, did anyone like, what, what did I, what did I even tweet? A- any thoughts about bringing in, and I, I feel like I have to ask this, another Arquette family member into the storyline? Well, I was uh, heavily, heavily warned by David to not fuck with his sisters because they will go dark real mm. quick. Those are his words. So you went there, terrifying. right? No, I was like, no, no, I was scared. You know I the know line it. then. He got his son involved a little bit, uh, Charlie, who's, Who, just, who's just a big RJ City fan. Big RJ City <laughs> fan, which is the best. And I've, you know, and the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Um, good luck getting the rights from Cat Stevens for that. And then um, Yusef, whatever his name is now. Yusef, uh, isn't it just Yusef? Yusef so, Stevens. Yeah, um, works for me. Sure. And then uh, his wife got involved. I cut a promo when we were wrestling Hollywood on his wife. And then. Um, yeah, I don't know who else wants Does to Does he have, involved. like, a second or third cousin that wrestles or something? That would be great. I thought he had a... a oh, yeah. He's Katie Arquette yes. in Pittsburgh. And we're going to be in Pittsburgh. They just announced it, oh, November 10th. So I'm going to have to uh, disappoint the whole family. All right. So. Listen, it's hot here. We're sweating. Yeah. It's like a sauna. Let's wrap hey, this up. Hey, Petey. That was amazing. Thanks, Pete, man. You were so good. If I love talking to you. Peter Williams, yeah. big fan, sitting right next to me. So much insight. If you ever listen to my podcast, yes. which one day I hope you will, yes, I, you know, maybe I'll pay you per episode. Right. You'll understand that this is like how the interviews go. Perfect. PD slap his name on it. Yeah, I yeah. use PD to get the guests, and yeah. then PD will be like, "Oh, uh, Chris Saban, welcome to the show." And then it's me asking all the questions. Of course, and he's like, "Sounds great." And then every once in a while, he'll go. Hey, Hey, Chris, do you remember that time? And then it's like, Typical big shot celebrity. Yeah, Shows yeah. up for the payday. Doesn't really contribute. He's the David Arquette of my podcast. I'll say. That's right. How about the Canadian disappointment? <laughs> Petey Williams. All right, Pete, I hope never listens to this anyway. So you both have that in common. So. Thank you. All right, thanks. God bless.